Welcome to Ipsy Weird. Here we are again on a Monday instead of our regularly planned Saturday or Sunday, whichever is more convenient, all because of fucking work. Your job sucks. So, like, all right, I'm going to start this off with maybe this is petty, maybe I'm privileged, maybe I'm spoiled, but... All three. It's entirely possible. But here's the thing. Out of common courtesy, I feel like any time a schedule change is to be made there should be some sort of given notice, right? I mean, it shouldn't just be like on the drop of a dime, here you go. We deal with emergency-type situations. Snowfall, we have to come in for snowfall no matter what day it is. Fine, but here we are Saturday. Now, mind you, we knew on Thursday that my on-call technician was hurt, and he hadn't been at work Thursday or Friday, but he was still handling the after-hours emergency calls. He was scheduled to work Saturday, and he's still hurt. So what ends up happening is... We come in Saturday morning to salt the sidewalks because it it froze overnight. There was some puddles on sidewalks. It froze. We had to take care of that. That's fine. And now I'm being told that my on-call technician's not going to be able to cover the Saturday. Somebody has to cover it. Who has to cover it, you might ask? Well, if somebody volunteers, then one of my other hourly technicians can handle it. Great. No harm, no foul. Whatever. But what ends up happening is everybody's busy because they can't adjust to a change on the fly. And now I have to handle it. A salaried employee who doesn't get paid to work the weekends or overtime, who's already coming in to do snow out of the kindness of my heart, has to stick around for a full eight-hour day on a Saturday and drop all the plans that I had for the day because apparently they're not important. Now, to top things off, right before I learned that I had to take over the Saturday shift, I fucking fell. I'm salting the sidewalks. We're not five minutes into starting to salt the sidewalks. And I fucking fall and bust my ass for the first time in six years. I slipped and fell on ice. And it all happened so fast, too. Like, I walk up the steps to salt them, and on my way back down, I fucking fell. Just out of nowhere. Like, on a spot that I didn't even know there was ice. It was just entirely black ice. I'm holding my bucket in my arm, and I'm walking. And next thing you know, I'm on my ass. Did you throw the bucket? No, the bucket stayed up. And you know what? I don't understand how this happened. I fell on my right side, right? Kind of angled on my right side, on my hip a little bit. And for some reason, somehow, some way, I skinned my left knee. I don't, through my pants, nonetheless. My pants are fine. There's not a scratch on my pants. But I skinned my left knee. I don't remember hitting it in any kind of way. I just know I stood up and I was like, damn, that kind of hurts. And I looked at it and there's a fucking little scrape on it. What the fuck happened there? But anyway, back to my story. Again, maybe I'm maybe I'm being petty, but at 7.30, to be told that now at 8 o'clock I have to cover this eight-hour shift on a Saturday and not be paid for it, I'm fucking petty about it. It's, it's, it's bullshit. I shouldn't, I feel like I shouldn't have to. And, I mean, what the fuck good was it me being there? Nothing happened. All goddamn day. It was boring as shit. It was slow as hell. Nothing fucking happened. I could have done it from the comfort of my home. Okay, you have an emergency? Fine, whatever. I'll deal with the emergencies as they come by. But leave me the fuck alone for the day. But I had to sit there for eight fucking hours that day. Yeah, like, uh, my job will sit there and be like, oh, hey, I'm, like, I'm about to punch out. And like, can you do, like, ten things for me? I'm like, uh, I have two minutes left of my shift. No. 
Yeah. And I can get away with it because they were unionized. And I'm like, that's not enough time notice for me to stay over. Bye. It's like, walk out the door. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. It, like, to make matters worse, so my tech had a, a doctor's note that basically said that he um, had to take it easy for a couple of days. And my manager took that as, well, if he can't work his shift, we can't have him working the on-call. So now, not only am I manage or handling that eight-hour shift, now, also at a last-minute notice, right before the end of the day, I'm told, you have to go pick up the on-call phone from him. You're going to have to hang on to it for the night and answer the on-call emergency calls. Are you fucking serious? Like, you can't just hand somebody the on-call phone out of nowhere without expectations for it. Like, what if I had fucking plans that night? What if I had something going on that night? I had to take my kid home the next day. I told him, I, I can't hang on to this phone all weekend. I can't handle emergency calls all weekend. I have to take my kid home tomorrow. You know, and let alone, I mean, our, our recording here, that got, that got entirely canceled this weekend because of it. We go back into work today. Yesterday, mind you, I eventually spoke to my technician, and he said he was able to take the on-call phone back. Great. I didn't have to hold on to the on-call phone last night. But he took it back yesterday. We come into work this morning, and he's still not at work. He still can't come to work. He's still hurt. So my manager again is like, oh, we're going to have to figure something out. So now I feel bad for one of my other hourly employees. He goes on call. He's supposed to go on call Wednesday. And now out of nowhere, he just got handed this phone two days early. And he's pissed off about it. Because, again, he didn't get shit for notice either. And the on-call phone is one of those things. It's like you might get overtime from it, but it's not the kind of overtime you want. Yeah. Because it's the, it's the anticipation of, like, it could, ha- it could ring at any moment. You could be in the shower. You could be in the bathroom. You could be eating dinner, anything. This phone could ring, and you have to answer it. Or it could not ring. I mean, sure, sometimes you get lucky and it doesn't ring, but you still have that anticipation all night long. Like, you can't stray away from it. You can't forget about it. You can't fall asleep with the ringer off, anything like that. You have to be vigilant of this thing 24 hours for seven days. And it's, it sucks for anybody. I mean, and to, to know you're going on call is one thing, but to just be handed the on-call phone, it's not fair to anybody. Yeah, I mean, I guess... Like, I'm going to lose employees over this. I'm gonna, I am I promise you. This technician who got handed the call, uh, the phone, two days early. So, to be quite honest, the only thing that keeps anybody at this job, as far as maintenance is concerned, is the fact that we live here basically rent-free. I mean, they take a couple bucks out of our paycheck, and that covers our rent. So, these people, they only stick around because of the rent right. concession. It's cheap living. And you still... And they pay decently. But this technician... He just got a house, right? And, like, he inherited a house or something like that. He's about to move off-site. He doesn't have to worry about... He's not staying. No, he's not going to stick around. He's pissed off. Today, we were talking about it. He is pissed off about getting this phone. And I don't blame him. I was pissed off Saturday. I know he's pissed off today, too. He's going to leave. I mean, as soon as he gets a chance. He was going to go work on his house tonight. That was his whole plan. He was going to go work on his house tonight so he could have it or he could finish it up soon. Because of the way this shit happens around here, I mean, it's so my company is so unorganized. It doesn't have any backup plans. It doesn't have any any kind of contingencies or anything like that. Previous companies I used to work for, there used to be a backup on-call technician. All right, and that backup is there in case shit happens. We don't have anything like that here. It's just, oh, well, fuck. I mean, the off chance that the on-call technician got hurt, he can't appear to work. Well, we're fucked. We got to figure this out on the fly. That's that's the same at the grocery store. There's supposed to be, let's see, there's supposed to be like at least three people minimum that know my job. More than that, but there's there's me, the main guy. Mm-hmm. I have a backup, and then there's supposed to be an additional backup. 
And then every manager in the building is supposed to know how to do the job. And the guy who runs the whole building is supposed to know how to do it. Guess how many people that don't know how to do my job? One. Me. Yeah. The backup can can get through it. Mm-hmm. You know, he's like, he's been there for like a, over like a year, year and a half, two years now. So he's getting there. He can he can handle it by himself now. Mm-hmm. So that's two. So if I'm out on vacation and he gets sick, they got nobody. Yeah. Well, here, it's like my manager. So the role of property management, you have your community manager, which oversees everybody, right? They'll own the entire property as a whole. But in reality, he's only got a few direct supervisors. Or two, um, what's the word I'm looking for? He only directly supervises like three people. Um, me, the maintenance supervisor, the assistant manager, and the leasing manager. Those are his three directs. Everybody else is supposed to report to their respective supervisor. Maintenance technicians report to me. But he's got his hand so deep in everybody's pot, he can't let anything go. So he basically runs my department. I'm essentially a figurehead, and I can't take control of anything because he's just overseeing everything. He won't leave me alone about my own job. He won't. Uh, I know. So we do renovations on this property. I know shit about any of these renovations. He walks all of them. He talks to the renovations team. I'm only included on text messages, but I don't meet with these renovations people regularly. It's like, what am I even here for? And he keeps talking about how he wants to hand everything over to me and he wants to let me take the reins, but he doesn't. He never lets me just take the reins and go. See, I was going to say, do you think it's like you're, you're uh, a like new guy, like you just walked in here and was like, and they're like, fuck that guy. And no, it's like that for everybody. The assistant manager has the same problem. And what I think it comes down to is he's a nice guy, right? As a person, he's a nice guy. But um, this property is technically his first management position. He was an assistant manager previously. And this is a tough property to manage. It's huge. It's got a lot going on. And it's old. Right? This isn't the kind of position that you just walk into as a first-time manager. Now, he's been here for two years. But in that two years, he also had a shit maintenance supervisor before me who kind of didn't give a shit. Um, and it's... He kind of he probably felt like he had to do it. So it's his previous uh, experience. Like, man, I have to fucking take control of all this because mm-hmm. I can't rely on that person. But you know, you come in here a competent person, willing to work, willing to do your job correctly, mm-hmm. and he's just like he's so uh, shell shocked yeah. from the previous. That's kind of what it feels like. But the problem is like this: this environment here is so toxic that I mean, nobody wants to be here. I could tell you. First hand, I know half the team, at least, doesn't want to be here. It's it's demoralizing. I mean, we come in here all day. We don't get appreciated for what we do. Fucking the snow is killer on all of us. The winter is the most demoralizing time for any of us maintenance guys. You tell any of them that we have to come in a couple hours early to start so- shoveling snow, and instantly, like, the life just drains from their face, and they're like, okay. And, but we do it because we have to. But the expectations are too high. They want us, they expect us to have this entire place cleared by 7.30 in the morning. But this place, all right. So here's the thing. I looked it up. I did some, uh, I did some research on this property. Um, this property is 20 acres. It's fucking huge. Now, there's only 500 units, but it's 20 acres. And there are five maintenance, well, four maintenance technicians and myself here. And one groundskeeper. We have to shovel insult the entirety of this property and and it's an all-day excursion i mean it's not something that just you know we're out here and it's done like if they wanted it actually done at 7 30 in the morning we'd have to come in at 
11 o'clock at night the night before. It's just not possible. And then shit like uh, a couple weeks ago, I think I talked about it on the last uh, recording or something or a couple weeks ago, but Amazon guy actually broke his leg. Yeah, we mentioned that and we never got, we, we were joking around that uh, you broke the Amazon guy's leg. and Yeah, yeah, so uh, because there was a spot where the uh, the company that plows the roads, they, they pushed it up against the sidewalk. So as he's walking onto the sidewalk, he slipped and he broke his leg. And we had to do an incident report for it. And, I mean, like, we're fucking, we're responsible for this shit. But we're all tired. I mean, we can't sit here and physically do this fucking labor with just us. This property's way too big for the the few people that we have here. And, I mean, running the tickets alone is difficult because it's not like we have that many work orders. It's not hard to do work orders for 500 units between four technicians and a supervisor. That's not the difficult part. That's how big and spread out this place is. And it takes you fucking 15 minutes to get anywhere on this property. Yeah, just if you're getting go- to the one side to yeah. the other side. If you go, if you're at a, if you're at a house or a unit on the other side of the property and you need to come back to the office for parts, that's a 15 minute trip. Easy. Back and forth or there and back. It, it depends. I mean, sometimes you could probably do it back and forth in 15 minutes, 15, 20 minutes. But also, I mean, take into account looking for, for the, the part. part. Yeah. I mean, you're going to be gone from that house for probably close to a half hour. Um, and then trying to complete it. I mean, in a normal property, in a normal uh, apartment community, it's on average you're going to probably close 12 to 15 tickets a day per person. And here, man, we're lucky if we get six to eight. It's just that fucking busy and that that big and spread out here. It's hard to do any work. And it, it's just you tie in snow removal. Now we're all coming in early, shoveling snow, tired, exhausted. Now for the rest of the day, we're just dragging because we're our bodies are physically tired. We can't move anymore, but we still have work to do. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of similarities. Uh, like the grocery store, we're, they're going through a remodel, so we got we got construction guys in there. Yeah, fuck a remodel. So we got to work around those. Then we got uh, we're short staffed, just like you know you you're short staffed. I need like two more people. Like the amount of crap I have to deal with, it's just like they they come to me every day going. Why is this not clean yet? How come this is still a mess? It's like, well, it's only me and one other person. And you t- keep taking that one other person and pulling pulling them to other departments. I just found out that, like, Sunday, well, first, Friday, uh, they screwed up and gave them Friday off. Okay. Leaving me alone on a Friday. Friday's my busiest day at work. I have the most trucks. Uh, the liquor orders come in. The liquor orders are minimum hour and a half to scan through without an error. And there's always an error. So then it's like two hours, three hours, depending on how big the error is. So, and then they leave me with one dock. I usually have about three docks for trucks to back in so I can bounce between all of them. I had one dock. So as soon as one truck backs in that dock, every other truck lines up behind them waiting. Mm-hmm. If I have a liquor truck there for two hours, I have six trucks behind me, yeah. behind them. He pulls out and it's nonstop all day. I never get to leave that spot. No breaks, no nothing. Mm-hmm. And he's there to, you know, grab a couple. They help, you know, clean it up, like, get through it. And they gave him the day off. And then they were bitching at him Saturday, going, why weren't you here Friday? He's like, you guys had me scheduled off. Look yeah. at the schedule. I'm yeah. not, I wasn't here. And they're like, oh, well, ignore that. Just do your normal. Don't pay attention to what we write down or what we post. Just, uh, what the fuck's the point of posting it? Exactly. Just do what you normally do. Don't pay attention to what's I'm like, no, how about you do your job, manager, and schedule them correctly? Yeah. So he wasn't there Friday. So I couldn't do any of the, what he's supposed to do on Friday. 
which is like clean all the damages and sort through the stuff, what we can sell, what we can mark down, what has to get shipped back. So I didn't touch any of that because I'm swamped over there. And then he comes in Saturday, he's swamped with orders and working around the construction people. He barely gets to the uh, damages. And then Sunday, where there's no deliveries, his entire day should just be sitting back there cleaning up all the damages. They're trying to pull him to other departments. Mm. And I'm like, what do you mean they're trying to pull you up? Do, do they see how bad it is? I come in Monday, it's a mess. You can't even walk in my, you can't even get to my desk how much trash is back there. And then and there's no management there today, so there's no one to complain to, no one to talk to, nobody there. Which is kind of nice. I don't like, managers are annoying and get out my face. But it, it lets me do my thing. But there's no one like, hey, like, you guys keep complaining that everything's a mess back here. But it's all in a mess because you guys keep allowing other employees to keep dumping stuff, doing stuff improperly. And you got two of us back here and one you keep taking away. Like, what do you expect? It's never going to be clean because we can never catch up. Mm-hmm. So it's the same thing. Yeah. Like, you're expected to do all this. That's expected to be completely clean. All trash, all damages, everything taken care of. All trucks done, this done, that done. And you're like, it's only me and one other person. And you also have them scheduled to come in halfway through my shift. So half of my shift, I'm by myself. And for four hours, I have him there. And then for four hours, he's by himself. Yeah, that's kind of doesn't make sense. Look, so this place, it kind of... It makes me feel like I'm not needed, and it makes me feel like, uh, like my, I, I want to say skills and and experience, uh, kind of just go under the rug. Like they're not they're not important. I don't get to utilize any of it. The only thing I can really say about this place is the four months I've been here. When I first got here, we had 167 open work orders. Today we closed at 50. Right, so I mean, the net open work orders. And mind you, keep in mind, we get work orders in every day. We get hundreds of work orders a month come in. I mean, we probably get something like 150 work orders a week come in. So, well, maybe not that bad. But um, the point is, we've been able to, like, I've been able to lead this team to close that gap. I mean, we've closed a net positive 117 work orders in the four months I've been here to catch up to what should be a regular amount of work orders in this place. And you want to stay within like a, a 10% work orders open per or compared to total number of units. Um, so there's 500 units, 10% of that would be 50. All right. So you want to stay at or below 50. That's kind of good ish. That's, that's, that's average, I should say. Um, so, I mean, we've done a lot in that four months, but, and, and keep in mind that like I have, Again, I've only been here four months. So the first couple months of that is just learning the lay of the land, trying to learn my place around here, trying to get back into the habit of actually running a a property instead of managing homes. But so we've done a lot here. But at the end of the day, I just I get overshadowed so much. I get micromanaged by my manager that I I just I almost don't feel like I'm needed here. I'm going to be honest. I'm still looking. I took this job because it was a great opportunity to move back home to be close to my family. Um, the pay was good and the rental situation was good, but I've, I've never worked at a place like this before, man. I've never, I've never been so miserable to work at a place before. I mean, I wake up every morning and start to regret my life choices that led me to this point. <laughs> like, um, so I'm looking, I'm still, I'm still on indeed looking for different jobs and positions to apply for, but I have to consider my salary 
and the rental concession I make. So anything I apply for has to at least equate out to the same amount monetarily. And that's it's not as easy as it seems. Well, with your uh, the the rental situation here, are you are you banking up any money? Are you wasting them on a? Uh, uh, no, I mean I've, I've got a little bit of a nest egg. Um, definitely more than I used to have. I, I do blow some of it though. I'm not gonna lie. Like, uh, you know, I, I I bought the I bought the PlayStation that we talked about before. So I mean, I do blow some money here, but I am I am putting a little nest egg together. But also, I mean, the thing about living in an apartment complex that you work at. Nothing says you have to move out when you when if you don't work there anymore. It just means I don't get the discount anymore. I don't want to move again. Not right now. I mean, I want to buy a house at some point, and I'm hoping that's going to be the last time I move. And the next time I move. Like, I, I'm hoping that the next time I move is the last time I move. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. So I'm okay riding it out here, living here for a little while. But I just, I don't know if mentally I can take working here that long. So I have to try and find something that'll pay me well enough that it's still as if my rent is being paid and I'm still bringing home the same amount of money. And then I can, you know, I'll, I'll just pay the actual rent here and continue to live here for the next year, year and a half until I buy a house. And I'll just get the fuck out. See you, bye. But I just, this place is so mentally draining that every day I hope and wait for 5 o'clock. Every Friday, I'm like, oh, sweet I don't have to deal with this place for a whole fucking weekend. And then every Sunday night, I'm going to bed like, oh, fuck me. I got to wake up in the morning and go to this place again. And I have to meet with my manager every fucking morning at like 8.30. And then we have a morning huddle with everybody. And then I have to meet with them again. And I don't actually get my day started until probably 10 o'clock anymore. It's just so, so menial. An hour of meetings? Two. Well, like, I come in in the morning before him, and I close work orders and shit, and then I'm I'm just meeting with him, and then we go over the same shit every single day, and I tell him where we're at every single day, and it just doesn't, it goes nowhere. Yeah, I mean, over at the grocery store, fucking there, somebody screwed up at a different store, and it, it made me bring the hammer down. You did it this time, motherfucker, now you get to censor your own words. I'm going to cut all this out. Oh, fuck you. Censor it. You bleeped me. You bleep yourself. God damn it. But the, the grocery store is bringing the hammer down on the the re, uh, on the receiving part where I work. They're looking at me and making sure I'm doing all my shit right. They're checking my paperwork and like I have to do all these t- tiny little things like I need to print out a second copy of the of the bill. I need to circle them. I get it. I have to show my work like I'm in math class. Mm-hmm. You know, circle this and circle that number. And uh, Do they match? Does this matter? Write a little note. And put it like all the stuff I do anyways because I don't let the guy leave if the numbers are wrong. I'm like, oh hey, we're missing 15 cases and there's a $300 difference between our bills. I'm not gonna let him leave. Mm-hmm. We'll figure that out before he leaves. But no, I have to circle them and put little notes and put a little thing there. And then all the doors need to be locked a certain way or a certain time. And the guy came in, the head, like the head of security, or whatever comes in, and I don't know who he's the head of security. Of, of the whole like region, southern oh. Detroit region. Okay, and he's back there complaining about like there's a, there's a big door near my desk that I can get in and out of where the trailers are, uh, the docks are at. And I'm standing there, my backup standing there, and the door is closed, not locked. Okay, and he goes, there's, "Your door's not locked." I'm like, "Yeah, I'm standing right next to it." He's like, "It needs to be locked at all times." 
I mean, isn't that like a fire hazard though? To lock a door? Well, there's a fire exit right next to okay. it. Okay. But it's uh needs to be locked at all times when not in use. I'm like, there's a vendor coming up the stairs in like three seconds and then like a couple of seconds later there's a vendor at the door coming in and uh he's like, It doesn't matter, it needs to be locked at all times. You need to have it locked and when he comes in you need to unlock it, open the door, close the door, lock it. I'm like, I'm standing right next to the door. What, what does that matter? He's like, well, people just come in and go and grab stuff they want and walk right out this door. I'm like, you think my vendors are stealing from me? He's like, you know how much money we lose in, um, in uh, we, they call it shrink, uh, in the southern Detroit region? And he's like, 200, some big number. I'm like, how much of that's my store? Yeah. So, just not, did, did he have an answer for that? That's no, what I want to know. He didn't have an answer. Okay. I'm like, how much? Like, prove to me, show me, how much of that was theft out my back door? Now, so hold on, let me let me backtrack a little bit. Shrink is that like shoplifting throughout the whole store, or specifically in the receiving? Shrink goes through everything. Shrink goes through damages. Okay. Like shrink is the like when you look at like uh, a they say a whole pallet of uh, cereal fell over and ripped open, and then some detergent fell on top of it. Now it's all we gotta throw it all away. Okay. The detergent and the and the cereal. Okay. That's shrink loss. So that's all shrink. Theft is shrink. Uh, what everything's like, it, all type of loss in the store is just shrink. So that that word shrink goes over everything such in the a, store. Such a blanket term. Exactly. And I'm like, how much of that is theft and how much of that is stuff at my store? Because I've been working back here for eight years and only one person has ever been caught stealing and that was a vendor on the other side of the store. Yeah. Had nothing to do with me. So... Show me the numbers. Show me the proof that you have people that you have the numbers that people are walking out my back door stealing. Yeah. Show me it. And I'm like, and if they are stealing, and you do, there's a camera right there. So if you find the theft, you go, hey man, we saw this guy load up a bunch of stuff on his, in his bread cart, and then he walked out the door. Oh, I know who that is. That's Eddie. Like, I'll see him tomorrow. We'll grab him then. Hmm. You know. Right. Yeah, I mean that's that's kind of. That's a little excessive. I mean, but what he did, he was he was making it out to, like, the guy who runs the store. Like, I left the door unlocked, and I was nowhere near it, because I went like two days later. I'm in I'm in the office. I'm in the principal's office, and he's like, "Hey, he caught you with your door unlocked." I'm like, "Yeah," but I was standing right next to him, and he looked puzzled. He's like, "You were standing next to the door." It's like, "Yeah, me and my backup was standing right next to the door, and I had a vendor on its way in." He's like, "Oh." Like yeah, like when you, like he's saying, I, like he's making it sound like I was on the other end of the store with my door unlocked. Yeah, I always lock the door when I walk away. If I'm not in that hallway where my door is at, it's locked. Yeah, half the time, fifty <laughs> percent of the time, it's locked every time. Yes, well, right now even like with the construction, they got to go in and out grabbing their equipment, grabbing tools, grabbing whatever, and. So here's an example of what they would want me to do. So let's say I have a 7-Up backs in. I open the door for 7-Up. I close. I lock the door. I go around the corner to the dock bays. I unlock his door. 7-Up starts unloading. Construction guy goes, I need to get outside. Okay, hold on a second. 7-Up, I got to close your door. Close, lock the door. He only got half his pallets out. Close, lock. You wait right here. Walk all the way back around to my desk. Unlock the door. Open the door. Let them out. Close the door, lock the door, walk back over to 7-Up, unlock his door, drop his door, let him keep on loading. I get a phone call. Hey, we're outside. We need to let back in. Hold on, 7-Up. Lock his door. Go back around. Go to that door. Unlock the door. Let him in. 
It's ridiculous. Yeah, it seems uh, seems like Seven Up's going to be pretty unhappy when you have to keep shutting them out. <laughs> and technically, there's there's a rule there that a vendor cannot be unattended. So I need to be with them at all times. So as soon as that vendor's in the store, technically, I would have to go. Sorry, you have to wait until I'm done with him. Yeah. So you have to wait for us to get his order off, check his orders, make all sure all the paperwork's right, and I have to close and lock his door. Then I can let you out. So that's impeding the construction guys for a half hour, forty five minutes. God forbid it's a liquor order. I already told you those are two hours long. Yeah. Is that, oh, sorry, I'm I'm stuck here and I cannot leave this spot for the next two and a half hours. So better find somebody else to unlock the door for you. But see, they can't. They have another rule in place that says only one person's allowed to open and close the doors at any given time, and that's me from the hours of six to two o'clock. Damn. <laughs> Damn. So they're just fucked all around then. Yeah, you have too many rules in place. They give the title Doc Master. I'm the Doc Master. Doc Master is the only one allowed to open and close doors. I thought you were the head receiver. I'm the head receiver. I'm the Doc Master. I'm the back door receiver. Whatever you want to call me. <laughs> you receiving the back door too, huh? According according to my grocery store. <laughs> okay. Um. Fuck, man. Well, look, it, I can tell you. I probably shouldn't say this, but I mean, anybody listening to this doesn't know where I work anyway, presumably. Um, I, we I have a renovations crew. That we give them the keys to the unit, um, and they have all of the keys at this point to this unit. We we have no keys to them anymore because they're supposed to take those keys, open the unit, change the lock, and put it on a, a construction key that we all have a copy of. But what ends up happening is they leave the original deadbolt and handle on there, and there's only one key. So when their crews need to get in and out of there, that place is just fucking unlocked all the time. Sometimes there's not even a handle on the fucking door. It's just unlocked all the fucking time. And when they're renovating it, I mean, they put all of the supplies right inside. They got all the new light fixtures, all the outlets, smoke detectors. Sometimes the appliances are in there. Doors are just fucking unlocked. Anybody can walk right in there. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's so silly that the, the, they believe that this grocery store is like Fort Knox. <laughs> and like we need to protect it at all costs. And we need to be like locked down. I'm like, it's, it's a grocery store, people. It's a grocery store. Yeah. We'll be fine. Oh no! They 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 stole a broken TV because they I deal with all the broken stuff. So they say there's a 55 inch broken TV near my desk, and it magically disappeared. I'm like, well, they just stole a broken TV. Yeah, they're not gonna get a whole lot of use out of that. So you get them for theft, and you get them for a good amount of theft. Yeah. And I know I know everybody that walks in and out of that door. I've worked there for eight years. I know everybody by name there. Yeah. You you show me the camera footage. I'm like, oh yeah, that's Pablo. I'm making up names at this point. Yeah, I mean, I figured as much. I figured you didn't actually know an Eddie or a Pablo or... Yeah, no. Yeah. But uh, it's just like, fucking come on. And most of those people, they've, they've had their job for 30, 25, 30, 40 years. They're not going to risk their job to steal a sack of potatoes or something. Yeah, I mean, most people aren't that stupid. Half of them are like, man, I got three more years and I get to retire. Mm-hmm. And that's all they're waiting. Like, I got a bunch of old guys that have been driving trucks for Coca-Cola, Pepsi, all of them. And they're like, three more years and I can retire. Yeah. They're not going to risk their job. Other people got family and kids and shit. They're not going to risk stealing something and getting caught and go to jail and lose their family, their kids, everything. They're not going to. Yeah. I'm I'm a decent judge of people. Yeah, relatively. For the most part. Yeah. Like, I'm not saying, like, I'm super, but I, I can usually go... That guy's all right. You know, I spend a little time with you. I'm like, I can, I can get an okay read on you. That guy's a dick. You should never trust him. Yeah. yeah. No, but I mean, I, I, I get that too. It's like, 
the people you have to look out for are the ones that are they're brand new to a job. Yeah. You know, they they have a don't give a shit attitude or anything like that. Those are the ones you got to look out for. But like the people that have been there for fucking ever, most people aren't going to risk their fucking career over, you know, petty theft. That's exactly what I do when I go. I don't know, like and they they walk in and they they don't like they're brand new. This is the first time they've been to the store. I'm I go hold on a second. Who are you? What company are you with? And I take all the precautions needed. I'm like, I've never seen you before. You've never been in the store before, at least while I've been here. Mm-hmm. So everything is followed to to the T, to the letter. Like when a new person's in the building, because I don't know you. Yeah. All the other people I know, they've been here for years. You, I don't know you. Sorry. Yeah. You piss off. So you're going to get treated. Like, you're going to get, you know, I got my eye on you. We're going to do everything 100% properly here because right now I, I don't know you. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's just I've yeah I argue with them about that and that wasn't good enough and uh, it got to the point where like because he's he's complaining about the door not being not being locked but I'm standing right next to it and so I'm like how about this come back here in about four hours I'll be gone and you can check the cl- you can check the 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 cameras you'll see that I walk around before I leave and lock every single door. At like at one fifty, every single door is locked, and then uh, come back at like four, five, six o'clock. I guarantee you, every single one of these doors are unlocked and no one's manning them. Mm-hmm. He's like, "What, really?" He's like, "Yeah, I come in here at six o'clock in the morning every day, and every single door is unlocked. There's no, there's no uh, locks on any of the trailers. This is open. That's wide open. That's open. Hey, hey, I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm sitting here. You're gonna come after me. I'm gonna take the whole ship down. Yeah, I mean that's. That- for real, considering you do your job, but then you come back and it's almost like your job is useless. Yeah, so that's what really got me in trouble because the the guy who runs the store is like, why you why are you airing our dirty laundry to everybody else? Like we need to keep all that in the house. They don't let outside people know that. I'm now I'm telling the whole the whole internet. Well, I mean the people listening don't yeah. actually know where you're at anyway. So yeah, the four people. Yeah, the but uh, three and a half. Three and a half. Who's the half? Uh, well, the it's the person that turns it on and listens for ten minutes and turns it off. That's like thirty people. Oh, okay. Well, okay. You take all the people that listen to it for five minutes at a time. Uh, you add that up into a full episode, and all of them equal three quarters of an episode or three quarters of a viewer. Okay. So, but uh, yeah. So that's what really like he wanted me to. He wanted me to write it like I need you to email him in an apology letter. I'm like, I already said I was sorry to him for my attitude. Like in the middle of me arguing with a guy, I'm like, sorry for my attitude. I'm just I'm very pr- protective about my job. I do my job and I do it well and I do it right. Mm-hmm. You know, I might bend the rules here and there, but like, don't tell me I'm doing my job wrong. Like, there's a reason why I've held this position for eight years. There's a reason why before me, you had you guys had a new person in here every other month doing this job. And I've had it for eight years. Mm-hmm. There's a reason why they kept me here. Because I do it well and I, I do it. The, the guy who runs the store, he's like, dude, you do your job amazing. Like, you're the best. We got, like, I see other stores and they're not even as good as you are. He told me this. He's like, you're great at your job. It's an easy job, but he's like, you're great at it. You, you, you said you take pride in your job. Like, I don't take any pride in this job, but. They should, they should give you a promotion to management. But the thing is, no matter what your job is, if you're flipping burgers or you're working at a grocery store or you're a property manager or maintenance guy, you're get you're there 
to do the job to get paid to mm-hmm. live. They, you know, you need that money. To, they're paying you. Mm-hmm. It might not be what you think you're worth. You know, I feel like I should get more two more bucks an hour. Minimal. I think if they just give me two more bucks an hour, I'd, I'd almost quit complaining a little bit. Oh, only a little. Only a little, though. But you're there to work. They've hired you. You're there eight hours. Don't bitch and complain all day. Just do your job. Mm-hmm. Like Everybody I see, they're whining. They're moving slow. They're half-assing their job. I'm like, that's why your job sucks so much. Yeah. It's already a shit job, but you are dragging it on. You're making it worse. You're here to work. Work. Well, shit, here I am bitching about my job. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, those, those guys that will unload the truck. They whine and complain all day about unloading that truck. And yes, I've unloaded those trucks. Those It sucks. But you're there to work. Just work. It sucks. You're not getting paid enough. I know you're not getting paid enough. Because I've worked that job. And it's like, man, this is weird. Like the, the, the hard laborers at the grocery store don't get like, don't get paid enough. Like The people that like sit there and put boxes on a shelf are getting paid more than the guy in the back unloading the truck. I actually have a theory about that. All right. And that is, in my many years of experience... I have observed, I guess is the word, that the more money somebody makes, the less work you do, the less work they actually do. Yep. Now, I know this because I've been through many phases of pay. And as my pay keeps going up and up and up, the less work I physically do. Um, Because you transition from, like, at least in, in the property management world, you transition from your entry level who's busting his ass to try and show off so he can get that promotion to that person who now has the promotion and he's. He's running service tickets, and he's doing a good job at running those service tickets, but he's not working as hard as the person below him anymore to get promoted to a lead tech who is now still doing service requests, but he's also delegating those service requests out to other technicians. Then you get promoted to the supervisor who literally just sits back and watches everybody work. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And then above me, obviously, is like regionals and shit like that where they're just they're back at home on a computer overseeing all the different properties and shit like that. And so, yeah, I mean, even, even with my, like my job is like, I started out as a truck unloader. Then I moved to the, the salvage clerk dealing with the damages. And then I moved up to the receiver dealing with the trucks. I don't do that much work anymore. I stand around and I, I check in truck orders mm-hmm. before that I was dealing with damages and trash and going crazy. And before that I was unloading trucks. So I was working hard unloading trucks and you you get like a twenty cent raise when you go to salvage clerk. You get a forty cent raise when you. <laughs> wow, forty cents, man! That's good shit. Yeah, so I, I make an extra forty cents in the, in the truck unloaders. I remember my first raise was uh, what was it, twenty six cents? Yeah, yeah, that's good stuff. Yeah, man. I had like it was like mine was like a ten cent or fifteen cent raise. That's good stuff, man. Twenty six cents off of. Yeah, I started out at seven dollars and forty cents an hour. Yeah, well, I mean, I guess in that sense, technically speaking. My first raise was two and a half dollars because I went from seasonal at ten dollars an hour to entry level tech at twelve fifty, yeah. technically. And then I I got a raise for getting my EPA certification that put me at fifteen, or at, I'm sorry at, at thirteen. Um, so that was like a fifty cent raise. But my first like annual, like here's your fucking annual raise, was twenty six cents. Man, I got a two percent raise on my thirteen dollars an hour. That shit was glorious. <laughs> yeah, but uh. Yeah, that that happened a while ago. I that was a whole week. Yeah, it's been a whole week now since that's happened. Yeah, we were supposed to write an apology letter for that guy, weren't we? That's the thing is, like, I thought it'd be the best because he wanted me to be so like 
the way he wanted me to write this apology letter, I'm like, I can't do that. There's no way that I can physically write or type this letter out. So I think the best thing I can do, because I already apologized and I don't give two shits, I'm giving the most sincere apology written by somebody else. (laughs) (laughs) I am sorry I was an asshole. Please forgive me. I will lock my doors all the time, as no matter how inconvenient it is to everybody, my doors will be locked at any given minute. Yeah, so I, but I was, when I come in in the morning and they're unlocked, it's not my fault. Yeah, because I, I make the per like the, the the security person at the store. I make them note down like, look, like, it, like you need it. Like when you're checking stuff, I need you to go and check who unlocked it. Because if you see if you check if you see a door is unlocked, I need you to go look at the camera and see who unlocked it. Because you're not gonna mark me for it. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna make you sit down and go through the tapes and find out who unlocked it. Because half those doors are never locked. Yeah. So, uh, you know, um, I, I had something else I was going to add into this mix, and then I, I it totally spaced. Um, but, shit, I mean, I've completely lost it at this point. It had to do with work. 100% it had to do with work. It was more bitching about work. It was more something. But Yeah, our oh, favorite thing to do. Well, yeah. Oh, um, I, I did actually want to add, right? So, because I worked Saturday, I have been granted the privilege of taking – Tomorrow off. Yep. Right. Ooh, yay. I get to make up my salary by taking a day off. But I want to point out something. When somebody works overtime, what do they get paid? Usually time and a half, right? Yep, that's what we get paid. All right. So I work overtime. And to compensate me, instead of giving me time and a half, you're giving me straight time. I don't think that's fair. No. Like, my my entire weekend was stolen away from me because I had to work and take the on-call phone. And now I'm being compensated with one single day off in the middle of the fucking week. You know how fucking hard it is to take a day off in the middle of the fucking week? I'm going to come back to work on Wednesday to all the shit that got thrown away and like uh, and fucking tossed to the side on Tuesday and have to make up for it. And it's annoying, man. Like sometimes I hate taking days off. I, I hate not being there because I feel like when I'm not there, something is fucking happening. That's the same like, they're like, hey, like, because I get, you know me, and so maybe some of the people on this podcast might start getting an understanding of me that I'm a very short-tempered, angry person. Yeah. And some of my managers will be like, hey, uh, Chris, how do you take, like, two days off? I'm like, yeah, let me take two days off so I can come back, and everything's still fucked. Yeah. <laughs> so I need to work those two days so I can get it under control, mm-hmm. because it's already fucked up. You want me to take two days off so, and come back to it being more fucked up. I don't think so. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck that. I mean, it's like, there are times, I'm not going to lie. All right. This is going to sound really, really, really fucked up. All right. Because we're in the middle of a pandemic. You shouldn't make pandemic jokes. But here's a pandemic joke. Um, there are times, God damn it, I wish I would get COVID. Because then I can guilt-free take the fucking two weeks off work. Now, I say that lightly because obviously nobody wants to get covid it can be very bad for some people. Some people may get minor symptoms and, and be just fine through it. And that's cool. That's awesome. Good for you. But that doesn't mean it's going to happen to everybody. It can be detrimental. Um, so, yeah, I mean, in reality, I don't actually want to get COVID. But, like, God damn it, I wish I just had the excuse to not be at work for a hey, couple weeks. Yeah, I, I wouldn't. I, I'd, go, I'd go insane. Like, I already go nuts in my house not doing anything. Like, I'm, I wait for this recording. Like, I, that's all I wait for. I'm like, I can't wait to fucking record an episode. Mm-hmm. And me sitting in my house, even when work, and I sit at home for like 12, however long hours, I'm like, fuck, I just, 
I need it needs to be Saturday. It needs to be Saturday. Yeah. No, and I and I get that. And if I was sitting out, like if I had no job and I was stuck at home for two weeks, I fucking I'd go nuts. Yeah. And, well, and I get that. So honestly, I would hate that too, um, especially because I mean, the um, what's that fucking that Care Act that they put out last year? It expired, right? So you don't actually there is no government paid sick time for fucking COVID anymore. That that expired. So just last week, I actually took Tuesday off last week because. I was coming down with a cold. I felt it. I was getting sniffles. I was getting a cough. And we have a sheet we have to sign into every morning when we get to work. Before we start our shift, that says we do not have any of these symptoms. And it lists, like, every fucking symptom under the world. I mean, you can't breathe wrong. Yeah. <laughs> uh, at the grocery store, it's like they go through, they, they just start going, uh, do you have diarrhea? I was like, well, I had Chipotle yesterday, so, so, yeah, I mean, so maybe. Do you have a headache? Well, I have a headache every day, man. I mean, that usually attributes to working here. Are you uh, coughing? He's like, well, I just got done, like, you know, smoking outside, so, yeah. Like, Is your nose running? Well, I mean, I just walked in from frigidly cold temperatures outside, so, you know. The best thing is I, I went up, like, it, it depends on the person that's doing the check-in, like, whatever manager's there. But they'll start rattling off the list. I'm like, and I'll do shit like that. I'm like, well, yeah, there's, I had White Castle, so yes, and uh, definitely, maybe, and uh, possibly, I don't know. And they're like, shut up and go to work. Yeah. They know I'm fucking with them. Well, so I called, I called on Monday to, well, actually, it might have been Wednesday when I took off. Honestly, I don't remember what day it was anymore. Point is, I called my boss that, that day before going home. It's like, hey, man, I just want to be totally upfront with you. I don't know how we want to do this, but. I know I'm not COVID sick, right? I know I haven't been exposed to COVID in any way. I know I'm safe, but I'm coming down with a cold. So that sign-in sheet we have in the morning, I can't sign it, right? So I don't, I don't know how to proceed. Um, do I come to work in the morning, and, or you know, do I, do I stay home until I get better? Like I'm asking because I don't have enough sick time, right? I don't have. I've only been here for like four months, and I've had to take two days of sick time already. Um, so I only had like a day and a half of actual sick time. I have PTO, but PTO and sick time are two different things. You can't use your PTO to cover your sick time. You have to use your sick time. So like, I don't, I don't know what to do here. I don't have enough PT or I don't have enough sick time to, to take off multiple days while I'm getting over a cold. Like what, what the fuck do I do here? And well, I mean, it turned out he, he told me to stay home the next morning. So, um, I did reluctantly, but you know, I was, I was fine the next day. I was fucking downing cough medicine and shit and vitamin C. So yeah, uh, that's like my daily thing. He's like, it, it's, it's winter here. So yeah, we're, every, you're going to get colds here. It's, yeah. It just happens. So I have a, you know, it's, it's going to be electrolytes and uh, some, some vitamin C. I just, I, I, every morning I just eat a bunch of vitamin C and then I, dr- I drink a little bit of like a Gatorade or a Powerade to get some electrolytes, vitamin C in me every day. I used to like the uh, old fashioned, um, you know, Granddaddy's home remedy was a glass of bourbon and a menthol cigarette. That used to be the stuff, but I don't smoke anymore, so it doesn't it doesn't quite hit the same anymore. <laughs> yeah, I remember like uh, one of the one of the, like last time you you came up here for the holidays and you had a cold and you're sitting there smoking a cigarette and your mom's like, "What the hell are you doing?" He's like taking care of my cold. <laughs> exactly, damn right, man. The menthol helps clear up the chest and shit. You know, cough drops have menthol in them. It's for that reason. Yeah, you, yeah, okay, yeah. Menthol fucking vape too. So it's it it clears the congestion out of your chest, man. That's that's what menthol's yeah. for. It's, I can't I can't vape unless there's menthol in it. I I couldn't smoke unless there was menthol, which is you know if you ask um, a lot of 
hardcore smokers, like my cousin, for instance. I mean, he only smokes reds. But it, as far as he's concerned, menthol cigarettes are for fucking high schoolers. You know what I mean? Like, there's a point where you're supposed to grow out of menthol. You're supposed to be a fucking man and smoke regular cigarettes. Which is like, wait, is it comparing it to, like, uh, you're supposed to drink your coffee black and you're adding sugar. And yeah. Sugar's for the... Basically, yeah. So that, that's basically, like, the smoker's an acquired, equivalent. An acquired taste. Yeah, but I couldn't I couldn't do it. Like, I used to be venturous, and I would have, I'd buy, like, the Camel Crushes. And I'd sometimes I'd be adventurous, and I wouldn't crush it. Um, or if I was hanging out with my buddy, he used to smoke, like, Marlboro Silvers. Um, which are they're just light, yeah. Um, basically, and uh, or ultra lights, I think, are what they are. Yeah, I can't remember which one, like. There's gold and silver ones, light ones, ultra light. I yeah, but I mean, those weren't those didn't have menthol in them, and I'd smoke, you know, I'd smoke a couple of those. But I mean, I I just I don't know, man. It's for me, it, it was always it had to be menthol. Yes, that, that was a game changer for the vape because I when I first was vaping, they didn't have like menthol stuff really. And so you, but you, you smoke it for like, this is, they say like cotton candy or this is like cookie dough or this is whatever. You get all those stupid flavors. I remember the first one I bought was Red Bull. Yeah, Red Bull. Yeah. Was yeah, great. I was getting like root beers and Mountain Dew and all types of stupid shit. Reese's Pieces or whatever. And my dad was a fan of the whiskey one. But, uh, then, but I, you know, over time I'm like, I, when I first quit vaping and, but I was, I was, I, that's what I was using was all those weird things. And then I started vaping again. I'm like. Oh, you guys are putting menthol on that shit now? Game changer. Game changer. Let me get that. Let me get I have I have tried vaping on a couple of different occasions. I used to have a pen when those first became a thing, um, where you just had the reloadable. That, that was just CBD oil, wasn't it? No, no, no. Like, uh, I'm talking, fuck, I don't know, six, seven years like, ago. Like, like jewels or like blue? No, no, no. I'm talking about like it's the, it's the it's the battery, the pen battery. Okay. That, with the detachable cartridge. Well, they're refillable cartridges. Um, for for um, uh, vape oil or vape juice, and I mean I got it from the place that was right there on the fucking corner of Ellsworth and Michigan Ave before that closed down, like Great Lakes Vape or some shit like gotcha, that. Gotcha, yeah. Um, but uh, I mean it was like when vaping first started becoming a thing. I used to have a blue, um, originally, but you know uh, I I got that vape pen. It was like one of the first things I bought when I first came back from Florida. We bought these vape pens. Um, well, like recently, this was no. I'm talking about when, the first time we came back for vacation for, for after vacation. moving. Okay, yeah, after moving to Florida, the first time we came back for vacation, um, we bought these vape pens, and yeah, so I had the Red Bull one, and I tried vaping on several different occasions. I was like, I need to curb the smoking. I've quit smoking like six times in my life. Um, I I've recently quit. Well, I say recently, but this is like a year and a half ago. I've quit for good. I haven't smoked. When, no, when I, don't, I, vape? I, I don't want to hit the vape. Oh, um, there are times that I, I get stressed out and I really wish I had a cigarette, but, um, <laughs> I it quit, won't hurt you for one buff. I quit buying cigarettes, um, like a year and a half, probably almost two years ago now. So like hooray for me. But, um, I, I've quit smoking on several occasions and I've tried picking up other things. Like I tried vaping at one point, but it, it's hard to get into cause it hits a lot differently in the chest than a cigarette does at least the first few times. Right, and it feels harsher on the throat and the chest. And I always, as a when I first tried to start vaping, it always felt like I had a sore throat, because even though it's water vapors, it almost feels like it dries out your fucking throat. Um, but I've tried vaping. I've tried fucking the the snus pouches that you put in your fucking sheet because I can't do loose tobacco. Shit's terrible. Um, but I don't know. I just, I could never follow up with vaping. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what it is about. Hey, he's like my my, my sister. Like she smokes. And then I'd, I'd hand her the vape. She's like, I can't. She's like, 
She takes it. She immediately starts like choking and it dying. Hacks. Yeah, I mean that's that's how I felt about it too. And then I'll sit there and take the, like the longest pull off of it. And they're like, I don't know how you're doing that. I'm like, I, like, I, don't, I don't. Occasionally, you do fucking hack and almost die though. That's because I'm fat and out of shape, and <laughs> you know, fucking. Um, no, I mean, I, I just, it always seemed cool, right? All these great flavors. I mean, well, that's the best, man. When you get start messing with the flavors, you're like, oh, new thing with things like sour gummy worms. Oh fuck. There's one that uh that my cousin used to get. It was like Strapple, something like that. Like strawberry apple. Oh, strawberry apple. Okay. Yeah, and I was like, damn, that shit's awesome. What the fuck is a strapple? <laughs> strawberry apple, man. Um, I was like, damn, that shit's awesome. Uh, like, there's all these cool flavors and oh, yeah, shit. When, when you get the lemonade with the menthol, the ice cold lemonade going down. Yeah, oh, you know great. what? So, and that was the thing. I used to think the fruity flavors were weird. I was like, what a bitch smoking those fruity flavors and shit. Get the real stuff, man. Uh, but damn, for the longer you go, it's like. <laughs> Damn, was that blue raspberry? Hold up a minute. Yeah, the, the last one I had was a uh, like blue Jolly Rancher. Yeah, that's good shit, man. It smells great. Yeah, but I, I just kind of go, I just going straight menthol. There ain't nothing special about menthol in this one. Sometimes you'd uh, you'd get the grape one just to spite me. Yep, because you don't like grape. Uh, I can't have grape. It's just not. It's just a thing. But you know, so it's it's the idea behind it's cool. Um, and I mean, there's a lot of fucking long-term stuff that hasn't really been tested with it yet. Yeah, I mean, who cares? I mean, it, it's coming. For the out, guinea pigs, for the it's coming out now that people that vape are probably getting popcorn lung, which is probably not good. Uh, but you know, hey, we all gotta die some way. It's a better alternative than smoking, right? But <laughs> yeah, I mean, the problem that vaping was having was they were uh, they were saying it was a healthier way to smoke or whatever, and they're like. You can't fucking say it's healthy for people. Yeah. And I, I agree with them with that. Now, yeah. Now they, they've changed a few things, and uh, these warnings always been on them. But I guess, like, you got to be, like, 21 to buy this shit. Yeah, yeah, because they changed the smoking age to 21, too. Yeah, I didn't know that. You didn't know that? Oh, well, you, you don't buy a cigarette. Well, I mean, you've, you're over 21 anyway, so it doesn't affect you. Yeah, but, but when the, when the fuck did they change it from 18 to 21? That was just, like, a year ago. It, it wasn't that long ago, man. Um, that baffle, I'm like, wait, what? Yeah, it wasn't that long ago, man. It was within the last year or so that they, they raised the smoking age to 21. Um, yeah, I just, uh, again, it didn't affect us cause we're almost 30 anyway. So, yeah. and I've been like, technically I was, been, I've been smoking since I was like fucking 12. Well, yeah. I mean, um, still my dad's cigarettes, still my sister's cigarettes. I didn't pick up smoking until I was, I don't know, 23, 22, 23. I don't know. Uh, whatever, um, smoked that entire time with Ohio and then quit after that. And then gross. How the fuck do we get on this topic, man? We went from no. bitching about work to talking about vaping, like that, into the whole details about vaping and shit. That's just the the beauty of this, man. Like, uh, yeah, I guess just an entire tangent. Um, and we literally spent like the, this entire hour almost just bitching about work, and then all of a sudden vaping. Yeah, oh. I mean, that's that's what I enjoy about it. Like. I was sitting there like, before we started, we're like, fuck, what are we going to talk about? He's like, well, you got your work shit. I got some of my work shit. And he's like, yeah, that's like 20 minutes, man. Like, yeah, I was like, I don't, I don't know if I can bitch about work for, for that long. I think maybe I got like five, 10 minutes on it. We got like 50 minutes out of bitching about work. Just about, right? I mean. And then, we, oh, you're talking about getting sick and then the sick turning the menthol. Oh, menthol yeah, turns yeah. In, that's how we got to the. Yeah, so that's, that's how the tangent went. So we were bitching about work and then bitching about not having sick time. And yep. Yeah, see. And I don't know. I think it's a fine. I think it flows nice. Yeah, it was know? a good. It, it was. It's definitely been a, a solid, smooth transition. There wasn't anything forced about the conversation, so it kind of just went in a good direction. Yeah, it was. Like, when I go through and like edit the podcast, and I'm sitting there going, and like when you, you when you like 
we'll have a conversation like outside of the podcast, and you try to slip it in, and it doesn't fit. It always bugs me. And I'm like, oh, that just that was not a good transition. Well, because sometimes I, I, I hate those moments where we're sitting here, and then all of a sudden it just it stops. Conversation just dies because we're trying to think about what the fuck we're going to talk about next. So that's what I'm trying to grasp out to what we were talking about previously to keep a conversation going so there's not just dead silence that you have to cut out later. Yeah, I cut out a lot of dead silence. Yeah, well, but that's when you, when you cut out dead silence and there's fucking 30 minutes of dead silence in there, and then we have a 30-minute podcast. <laughs> So, I mean, I only cut 10 minutes out of the last episode. I mean, but yeah, well, that was just like the breaks between words. So, yeah. And yeah. Yeah. I mean, but we've had a lot of running themes lately, though, too. Uh, work has come up a lot in, in recent times. Which is, I think well, it, what it is, is uh, like the world is a stressful place, like especially last year and going into this year. It's just been just a stressful <laughs> time. And then so, work's always been stressful. But now it's like only thing you really do is go to work and. For me, I've always just gone to work and gone home. That's just my life. But for the majority of the world, and you just like you, you go to work, but you you have your you can go away with friends or do things and relieve that stress. But now it's you go to work, you go home, you go to work, you go home, and it's just more stress put on everybody. Because mm-hmm. like you back in uh back in Florida, you like, you had like every weekend you were out in fucking Orlando. Yeah, I mean partying it up with all the hookers and drugs and cocaine. And, yeah, yeah, lots of blow. <laughs> No slopes and shit, bitch. <laughs> but but then you know when the pandemic hits, you you and your buddy aren't really you're probably still hanging up. You're not doing out doing your bar hopping or shit and right. And then you you move up here to a job that's you know not treating you well, and then you're still you know you're far away from you know friends and family because you're an hour out this way. So it's like not worth you driving all the way out there to hang out and then drive all the way back. So you're just stuck and you work. You live where you work. That's always been the worst too. Like my last job was kind of a. Uh, a, a break from that um, because for the first time in years I didn't live where I worked but then COVID happened and now I'm working from home yeah. <laughs> so it's like well damn now nah, that didn't get any better yeah so you, you don't you don't have any escapism to get out of escapism is that not a word I don't know but it sounded good to me that sounded like a word I don't think it's a word though w- w- what's the word <laughs> to use then uh, just escape I don't have an escape yeah I mean, but okay. Now well, you make me. Now, now I have to cut all that out. No, no, no. I, I like it though. Let's keep escapism in there. Does it work though? It sure. Let's try the sentence again. Say it again, because I got to really fully grasp it. Well, I'm now. I'm just, my brain's stuck <laughs> on like fuck. I'm an, I'm such an idiot that I'm making up words. <laughs> it was a good word to make up. Um, uh, well, back right. back on track though. You know, I I but, live where I work. I have no escapism. So you, God damn it. <laughs> You're welcome, babe. Now you throw me off of my own words I'm making up. <laughs> You're welcome. Oh, I try so hard. So, so you got no 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 way no way to escape and maybe through some video games or this and that, but really you ain't got much and that's just what it is, so that's why you're more stressed. I'm still I'm the same amount of stress, it's just everybody's now to my level. Well, yeah. I mean, but like outside of going out to downtown Orlando, I mean, for the most part I was a homebody anyway. I I'm not I'm not really big into going out and doing the whole party scene. I, I was going, when I was going downtown to Orlando and everything, like, yeah, I'm going to the bar and having some drinks with the buddy, but he's the outgoing one, man. I'm still sitting back and just hanging out. Like, I don't get in the middle of shit and, like, go talking to people or anything like that. I'm just like, cool, let me just drink this, uh, you know, this Maker's Mark right here. So, I mean, I've never really had a problem with staying in, but uh, 
but it does it does change things though, right? Like when I can't living on site where I work, it's I've always kind of defined it like a prison, right? I I, I don't leave here ever. I go to work here. I come home here. I am always here. I can't go anywhere. I, I can't get I can't get out. I can't escape. So it it does it does stress me out from time to time. Um, and that's why like even now where I'm considering looking for I'm, I am looking for new jobs and if I get any opportunities that work out and everything like that, I still plan to live here. But you know, I just it has to be worth it. Uh, um that's it I guess. Yeah, I mean yeah, I don't know. Um, I mean, we got the uh, we can give them an update on your on your PS Five situation. <laughs> I I have to say, I have to say about that. Um, Sony customer care, top notch. You you're sucking their dick in the last episode. Well, look, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep going, right? Like they're they're putting out good quality. I'm gonna keep giving them good quality too. Uh, <laughs> like top notch, right? So when I talked to him on the phone last Friday. Uh, I mean, a week and a half ago, Friday, they're telling me, okay, we're going to mail out the box. It'll take three to five days to get there. All right. Well, I got the tracking information on Monday because I shipped it out on Monday. Um, it arrived Tuesday, like by noon on Tuesday. So I was able to pack it up. Tuesday was the day I stayed home from work. Actually, matter of fact, I'm remembering that <laughs> there now. You go. Um, I was able to get the box. Uh, pack up my system. I'm reading the thing, you know, and it just says write the case number, write your name and everything, write the reason on it. And it says to include a valid store receipt. And I'm like, or for proof of purchase. And I'm like, well, fuck, I don't have one of those. But I told the guy on the phone that I didn't have one. So I actually wrote a little note in it. I probably didn't have to, but I wrote a little fucking note in it. It basically says, I don't have a original cop or a, a proof of purchase. I bought this from a private seller. Um, he tells me that it was bought from Target on in Canton. This is the address, blah, 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 blah. Um, please help, or I hope you can help. <laughs> please. Please. <laughs> please, I'm desperate. Um, but I included all that in there, and then I was like, oh, fuck, I forgot. I have a disc in there. So I had to plug it back <laughs> in, take the disc out, turn it back off, repackage it and everything. But I put it in I put it in the mail or sent it back to FedEx, and I dropped it off at FedEx at like 4 o'clock on Tuesday. And then... Um, it got to, it got to Sony by Wednesday morning at like 1030 in the morning. And this shit was quick overnight shipping. I mean, it was, it was standard mail shipping, but it was going two and a half hours away. Like I could have dropped shit off myself. It got to them by like 1030 in the morning and I'm checking my, uh, status update, you know, cause my repair status says with your case number, you can check the status of your repair. Uh, they got it. Uh, I could see that it was delivered Wednesday at 10 o'clock fucking noon still pending. Uh, we haven't received it yet. Uh, Wednesday by five o'clock, we still haven't received it yet. Thursday morning, we still haven't received it yet. And I'm stressing out. I'm like, Jesus Christ, it's in the fucking box on your desk. Open the goddamn thing up and just get to work on it. <laughs> like, I know they're busy though. So I'm like, okay. I mean, they told me it could take uh, 10 to 15 business days, whatever. I get it. They're slow. But by Friday at 1230, I got the information that says, you know, uh, we've received it. And then by Friday at 130, I got another notice that says, great news, it's been repaired and it's on the way. And it, it got back to me on Saturday. Like, this thing was away from my house for all of five days. Um, and what ended up happening is they actually just sent me an entirely new unit. Um, and, I mean, I, I hooked it up, I turned it on, I tested it out, I installed everything. And, I mean, it's working great. I've been playing it for like three days now. Two days now? 
I got here Saturday. I'm playing it for like two <laughs> days now. Uh, so I'm very pleased. I have to say I'm very pleased with, with Sony's customer service. They were quick and attentive and responsive, and they gave me no problems whatsoever. So hooray for them. But, you know, I... Uh, At the end of the day, was it all worth it? Are you... I, I mean, I, I still think it was worth it. I, I paid a little more than it was worth, but considerably speaking, fair market value. Um, it may have been broken, but it got fixed. And I still have one now, probably months before they're going to be available in stores. And still not going to buy any games for it because... Not true. Uh, I was uh, I was looking. There are a few things I'm going to pick up. Um, obviously, I'm going to pick up Miles Morales. Uh, I might pick up Demon Souls just to spite you. Yeah, that's going to be upsetting. <laughs> that, that's the one Souls board game I have not played because I didn't have it on PS3. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. I, there's, and then not to mention, like, I got all this cool shit for the for the PlayStation Plus store now because I have a PS5. That I just got, like, 20 new fucking games that are technically PS4 games, but they're playable on the PS5. Yeah. And I get to give my son the gift of a PS4. I guess. Which, I mean, it's not that great because his mom just gave him one too. But, I mean, whatever. It's cool. Now he's got one at both houses, so fuck it. I remember, I remember being a kid. I had to pack it up and lug mine around house to house. There's no damn way his mother would let him lug that thing back and forth. <laughs> I promise you that. Well, yeah, seeing how it, he, again, his switches can't go back and forth either. Yeah, so. But I did buy him a dock for the switch for down here, the one that I have, so he does get to play a switch here. But, um, but anyway, I mean. That's cool. I just have to figure out how to set up his account so it's like a a child account under parental advisory or something, so he can still play dumbass games like Fortnite. Don't like don't let your kid play Fortnite. I it, let him play like Minecraft is okay. He has Minecraft for the Switch. I don't want to buy Minecraft for the PlayStation too. Don't let him play Fortnite. Fortnite will rot his brain. The problem is he already plays Fortnite. Who is letting him play Fortnite? He plays it at his friend's house down the road. Okay, well, that, that's his friends and his friends, like, like parents. Like, you're going to end up with, like, $100,000 charged to your card. <laughs> well, no, because the way I'm going to set it up is that he can't buy shit without logging into my thing. Because uh, my uh, my sister's kid uh, st- uh, took my grandma's credit card and charged, like, 300 bucks to it for Fortnite. <laughs> Fuck that, man. I w- that kid would have, like, I would have destroyed that kid. Yeah. He gets a slap, on, a slap on the wrist. I'm like, that's stupid. No, like, so... um. I have to say, he has never, and he's he's had cell phones that they're not functioning cell phones. They're basically just mobile computers. But he he plays games on cell phones. He's played games on Switch, on the Xbox. The only time, only time he's ever fucked up and bought something, was on the Xbox. He was playing Roblox, and it wasn't entirely his fault. On Roblox, man, it was constantly popping up like purchase Robux or whatever the shit is called. And if you're in the middle of button mashing. And this thing pops up. You just bought fucking Robux. There wasn't shit you could do about it. It was just that fast. And he immediately told us. That's why I'm, I, I, I have yeah, to say, like, it, he, he was good about it. He immediately told us, and we were able to resolve it. And we, we were able to fix it so that didn't happen again. But he's never he's never done anything oh yeah. like that. So I was mainly joking because I know you, your kid's a good kid for the most part. I know he's like, I, I, I'm just fucking with him. Yeah, I know, I know, but. But, uh, you know, just Fortnite's just terrible. I, I agree, man. Of all things, like, Fortnite's terrible. And I, but you know what? At the same time. Or maybe we're just old. We don't understand. That's, that's, that's exactly what I was getting at, man. We're just old. We don't understand. I mean, what Back did, in my day. Yeah, what did we used to play, man? 
I mean, granted, he's also going to play shit like Spyro and Crash Bandicoot. Maybe not Crash Bandicoot. He might cry. He on might Crash cry. Bandicoot. <laughs> it's hard. <laughs> like, I remember when you were down in Florida with me, and we spent fucking hours on one goddamn level. Yeah. Stupid. Crash yeah. Bandicoot did not used to be that hard. Yeah, but I, I remember it being hard as a kid playing the originals on the PlayStation, but I remember getting through them. Yeah, I don't remember being stuck ever. <laughs> you got the insane trilogy, and I'm like... This, no, it's 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 a one to one recreation, but goddamn it, I can't do it. This anymore. platform is too long to jump across. It is not possible. Stupid. No, I mean, it's so. Um, but I mean, what did we used to play? That I mean, well, I mean, video games in general. When we were kids, our parents were looking at it like video games. Back in my day, we had Pong. Well, you, you don't, my dad's a gamer, so I well, didn't, that's true. I like, didn't really get that. My dad was like, "Yeah, you're all, here. Here's Diablo, kid. Here you go. Here's Crusader, no remorse." That's true. I should get the kid into Diablo. That'd be cool. Diablo 4, I mean, they're working on Diablo 4 right now. Yeah, I, I know. I never finished 3, though. I mean, I got to get around to finishing see, 3 at some point. I, I was listening back to the last episode, and we had a discussion about fucking Diablo. And you're like, I didn't finish it. Like, no one plays Diablo for the story, man. It's for that in-game grind for better loot to mm-hmm. get higher dungeons. I guess it's just a hack and slash. But there is an underlying story to this shit. I mean, it's important, right? Yeah. Like you go through it once, and you're like, okay, you're upset that fucking Decker Kane died. Boo fucking who? That's I wasn't going to spoil that, damn it. Dude, you know how old that fucking game is? <laughs> I was I was listening to the fucking last week's episode while editing, and you're like, uh, spoiler-free. I'm like, fuck you, Decker Kane's dead. I cried. I didn't actually cry. But, like... You know who the new villain in his four is? Isn't it? It's like a, it's like a witch or something like that. It's a, well, Lilith, which is Mephisto's daughter. daughter. Yeah. It's fucking brutal, man. Right, and Mephisto was uh, Diablo in two, wasn't he? You know, Mephisto is one of is one of Diablo's brothers. Right, okay. Because, yeah, there was a whole thing, yeah. Because it was just, like, Mephisto, and there was Bale, and then the Lord Diablo. of Destruction, and then Diablo. But, yeah. um... Diablo keeps being resurrected because somebody puts the fucking stone in their forehead. Well, yeah, well, that's how he get re- resurrected in two. So, at the end, it's then no one listens to this anymore. We're at the fucking back end of the podcast. No one fucking listens to this. So, I'm a goddamn spoil the shit. Let's go for it. At the end of Diablo one, you go down, you kill Diablo. Yeah, and the warrior that kills him. Well, no, well, I guess canon wise, it's the warrior, but whatever character yeah. you play. Um, uh, takes the gym and believes that he's strong enough to contain Diablo within himself. Mm-hmm. And he shoves the gym in his own head to contain the demon. But over time, it, it it's basically corrupting him and making him go west or yeah, east. I think it's west. east. I think it's west. I don't fucking know my directions. It's been a while. But he's going west, and it's, it's lure him to uh, Talrush's tomb mm-hmm. to get to get bells, to, get, uh, to release him and... Uh, Meet up with Mephisto to get resurrected, mm-hmm. or get to fully transform over. And uh, in Diablo three, no one plays it for the story, so I don't remember. But Decker Kane dies. But basically, what happens is the witch from Diablo one, uh, whatever her name is, uh, Akara. Yeah, something like that. No, no, Akara's from Diablo two. Um, the fuck is a- her name? I remember she was across the bridge. Uh, yeah, up in the up corner, to the right, the little shack. Yeah, whatever. Uh, her daughter, her her daughter is the Leah, 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 whoever that little girl, the girl that's running around Decker Kane. Uh huh. And th- my memory's bad, but uh, like she is somehow does some kind of weird stuff with this black stone that you're, you're hunting down the entire game, trying to get to this black stone before whoever else. But it's her. She gets to it, and then she uses Leah, or whatever her name was, 
with the the black stone or whatever, and Leah becomes Diablo. So technically, three. yeah. So technically, Diablo three, Diablo is a female. Okay. That's why if you look at the figure, it has like boobs and stuff. Okay. Well, then Diablo four is is Lilith. Well, I don't know if they're gonna bring Diablo back, but like from that trailer, which is a amazing. Yeah, I remember seeing it like a year ago. I don't care if you don't like video games or anything. You get you just look at the Diablo four trailer. Uh, that's like that's like movie awesome it, yeah, trailer. It, it was quality. It was good quality. And it's gonna be ten years before it comes out, but it was quality. Yeah. But um, you know, it just showed like uh, Lilith there, and who knows like if she's gonna try to bring Diablo back or if she's gonna be the main villain. Who knows? Yeah. But all I know is that that's gonna be as soon as that game comes out, that that's gonna be my life for a while, hacking, slashing, and grinding to, you know, all Diablo is is you get the best gear, you grind forever, and you go, oh sweet, I can finally do torment level fifteen, and then you hit torment level fifteen, and you're stuck there, and you keep grinding till you get a piece of gear that's one point two percent better, and then you go, I can go to torment level sixteen now, and you just that's the game, and you keep going and going and going. Yeah. Well, and then some people like to grind it out for fucking, was it hell mode or nightmare mode? I don't remember what, what it's called. Torment's past uh, oh, hell. Oh, okay. Well, that's new. That's new shit then that I don't know anything yeah, about because that was three, I assume. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, but you have like normal, nightmare, hell, torment, torment one, torment two, torment oh, three, torment four, torment that. five. Nope. Too much. Fuck that. Like, I, I never even been on nightmare. Fuck you mean. Wait, we, were, we were doing riff runs at like torment 30. Isn't, now, I could be remembering wrong, but back in the days of like D2, wasn't Nightmare like a one death run? No, I mean, there's hardcore mode. Oh, okay. And, which is still in Diablo 3, you just click check mark the, the hardcore mode, and that character, as soon as that character dies, it's done. Yeah. And I did that in Diablo 2. I made an Amazon, clicked hardcore, uh, hardcore, and my buddy did the same. I don't, actually, I don't know if he was part of that, but we, I got her, like, we got her to, we got her to hell, and I got her halfway geared up, and then, done. Bell run. Bell run, done. Bell run got her. Yeah, man, I remember those days though. All right, one day, one day I'll have to before four comes out in ten years, I'll have to go back and finish up three. Do you remember your the email account you use for? I have to. I think it's the same email I've been using for the last decade. Yeah, because, because uh, as long as you have that email, you can recover your password and you, you'll still have the game there. And yeah, I mean it's on my computer. It's on the computer I still have. Um, it's, it's still installed and everything. Oh, I think. The, the other three still installed. I think so. Oh, nice. Um, but I don't know. I might, it might be one of those things where I just ditch it and start over because dude, I, I still got all my characters. Like we'll, I'll, I'll get you, we'll get you leveled up and geared out in about an hour and a half. See, this is why, this is why I need to get around to building up a new PC setup. Um, cause otherwise the only other thing I was, cause I have a laptop, man. It's like, it's not as fun playing fucking Diablo on a laptop and shit. And, I mean, cause that's how I played it uh, when it first came out. But, um, other ways I've considered this because they set out that the fucking the just the the bundle on PS4. It's like thirty dollars, but it's like eternal. What's it called? Um, it's Diablo three something. It's the it's the whole complete set. Yeah, it gives you the, uh, all the, the two expansions, expansions yeah. and shit. I mean, hey, if you wanted to go, like, I'll buy Diablo for the PS4, and we'll play it on there. But I'm just saying, I already have like, maxed out characters and Top Gear stuff and. They got rid of the auction house and shit, didn't they? Yeah, all that's gone. Yeah, because that was that was trash. Yeah, because you get people just grinding away, and then you can't. The gear you want to buy is on the auction house, and you're like, I, it's impossible to get. Yeah. But it, it's it's better now. They fixed a lot of problems with when you first played Diablo three, where you were stuck to 
uh, you had four spell slots or whatever, four like skill spell slots, but they had to be stuck per tree. Like this one could only be this tree, this one can only be that tree. This one. and you're like, no, I want to use all four spells from this tree, and they wouldn't let you mix and match them. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember any of that, man. Because you know me, I run as like a, I run as a tank, right? So of course, what did I pick in Diablo three? Barbarian, of course. Dude, well, I build everything in Diablo. I have like two of every character. Look, I'm, I'm the hack and slash dual wielding tank. Like that's 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 how I roll. In these Dude, I got a war one Barb. He's he's uh, well, he's probably that was like season fourteen. They're probably like season thirty or something now. So he's probably way out of date, and his gear's probably trash now. But, um, yeah. I mean, again, like I. One day, right here live on this podcast, we're going to build me a computer. <laughs> you can do it. Um, and um, we'll set something up. I'll get a nice little corner in the room tucked away for my gaming corner or whatever with a nice setup. And and we'll do this shit again. It's been a long time, but we'll do this shit again. Land parties are a lot easier now. With the, Well, they're, they're WAN parties now. <laughs> yeah, they're, yeah, they're WAN parties. They're <laughs> but uh, land stands for... Local, local, local area network. Um, but uh, we'll do one of these again. We'll and we'll run it. We we'll just have to get a computer together. Yep, and then I can probably convince my uh, my my one buddy that was playing Diablo with me, and we'll, we'll just be three of us just going to town, playing some Diablo three, and then I'll probably would say, hey, how about we we get off Diablo three and we do Diablo two again? Oh yeah, and he loses his mind and loses his job like he almost did last. <laughs> he was he was like failing fucking college. He's like, dude, my my work is my my school work is like dropping because I'm not fucking I'm playing Diablo two all day. That's a good one, man. It's classic. This shit came out in what like two thousand one. It's yeah. aged beautifully. Yeah, it's great. <sighs> good days, good times. Yeah. Anyway, but you see, like, well, I guess, I guess back in the day, you could technically spend a. Uh, you could spend money to buy items on, you know, Diablo two. You you know, you go to these websites and be like, I need uh Enigma. So you go and be like, Oh, he's selling it for five bucks and you go buy Enigma for five bucks. I guess you could do the same thing for like Fortnite. Trying to compare it to like how like your kid might go buy some shit on Fortnite. But I don't think back in the day I never went to those websites and be like, I need to gear up my character, I'll spend thirty bucks. Well it's to- because we had the fucking hero editor. Well I'm talking about like online play. Oh, okay. Like, fuck, like, we're not cheating no more, Nick. Come on, hero editors, that stuff. We're not cheating no more. We're not fucking editing our characters. We're going to play it legit. We're going to play it real. We're going to actually get the gear. So how long in a D2 are we going to wait until we actually open up Hero Editor again? Well, I mean, we're, we're going to be playing through Battle.net, so we won't be able to. Mm, that's true, I guess. That's true, I Unless guess. Unless I bring my computer over here and we actually do land. Come on, let's do it. <laughs> I already got to drag the podcast equipment. You're not going to drag my whole computer over here? <laughs> Let's go for it. Fuck it. Bring the desk, too. Bring my desk, too. All of it. All three of my monitors. and yeah, For sure. Oh, damn. One day. One day in the near future, we'll have to. Just like old times. Yeah. I'm, like I said, I'm always down. I'm, I don't do anything any other day of the week. The only thing I look forward to doing is this. Uh, magic's start, slowly starting to get back together. In fact, I have two games coming up this week. Yeah, that's, I mean, because we almost, shit, this this whole thing almost got put off again and again and again. And yeah, we're playing Magic uh, Wednesday, and then if you come over Saturday, I have Magic planned that after we're done recording, they'll show up to play Magic. Okay. After we're done recording Saturday. Okay. Unless you, unless we, you, we have to do it on a Sunday or have to come back out here Monday. I mean, uh, 
barring terrible weather, there's no reason I shouldn't be able to come out Saturday. So, yeah. So if you get there Saturday, you know, normal time, ten o'clock, um, we'll be done by because they uh, they're not getting out of work till two, and then they're coming right over to my house after work. So we have plenty of time. Yeah, um, that's cool. I mean, I'll we'll get there. I'll get there in the morning. Yeah, my week's fucking busy. Like today, Monday, I'm doing this recording. Tuesday, I'm doing my taxes. Wednesday, I'm playing Magic. Thursday, Friday, or light, nothing really going on. Saturday, I'm recording and playing Magic. I have to get my other W-2, and then I can do my taxes. Yep. Uh, the best part is Nick's mom does my taxes. You get them done for free. No, I, I get a, I get a discount. Well, I mean, I'm pretty sure she gives it to you um, for free, but you just have to pay for the protection, I think, because that's what she does for me. I think I pay a little bit. Okay. Well, because I always she takes a good chunk off for me. I I give her that. I always end up paying like forty bucks because I still have to. I, she she always makes me get the uh, the the guarantee or whatever it's called, um, where it's like if they got shit wrong, you can get it rechecked and and get your return even more of your return back. So she always makes me pay for that, and she can't give that to you as a discount. But uh, otherwise, I mean, yeah, she she gets my taxes done for free. Yeah, so. Yeah, so I get to see your mom tomorrow. Fuck you. I uh, <laughs> Funny you should say that. I think I told you the other day, my mom asked me, how can I listen to your podcast? You don't want to listen to this. <laughs> I was like, you really probably don't want to. She's like, well, how can I support you if I can't see it? I was like, well, you can support me by being supportive. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, there, there are things that are said here that a mother should probably never hear her son talk about. Ah, uh, bless your heart. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's fucking let's end this shit and yeah, we'll okay. get out of here. We gotta talk about food. Yeah, we gotta get some eats, man. Yeah, uh, but I don't know. This is a good one. Felt like it flowed well. So. Yeah, I think it's alright. It's, it's only gonna get better. This is episode eleven. This is eleven. Damn. So been going for a while now. Yeah. So it's uh, coming up on three months. I I still think we all suck and it's terrible. But it is terrible. But. I think I think it's slowly getting better. By the time we hit episode like 150, I think we'll have one solid, really good episode, and we'll have like three solid followers. Yeah, so we're good. I mean, we're getting there. We, like, there's like three on Spotify. There's like one or one or two on Stitcher, and then um, there's the, our friends that listen to it. So growth. So we growth. Get, we're at like five or six right now. Okay, we're growing. That's better than we were a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. So, hey, right. fight the power. Really? <laughs> fight the power? Look, you had your hand up like fight the power, man. I, I don't think it. I'm allowed to fucking claim that. <laughs> I don't want to claim that. <laughs> I'm not claiming fight the power, people. <laughs> I might not be 100% white, but I'm pretty goddamn close. So I don't think I can use that. <laughs> okay, my bad. Don't put your hand up like that if you don't want me to say it. My, I don't think my hand was in a... You had a fist up, you man. You were fighting the power. I don't think so. Anyway. I think you imagined it because uh, you're imagining ghosts and some other weird shit. You know what? Fuck, man. We'll get into that another time, too. But goddamn it, YouTube has stolen my soul today. Yeah, motherfucker's watching. Like, he says he w- works hard at work. He told me he's, he's saying, I'm watching spooky ghost videos all day at work. <laughs> Motherfucker complaining, bitching about working. He's sitting there watching YouTube videos. All right, we're fucking out of here. <laughs> Take care later. <laughs> <laughs>